for my dear. Hey guys, so uh, welcome to this week's episode of the Powercast. I'm here with Katya, the, um, she's a live stream specialist and uh, all the way from Malta and I'm really excited to have her on today. Um, I've you know, been following her on Facebook for a little while. She's always just got an amazing bubbly personality and uh, just tells it like it is as well, which, uh, which I like. So thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Ellie. Uh, yeah, we've been following each other for quite a while, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so can you tell everyone, if they haven't heard of you, um, what you, like, how long you've been in business and what exactly you do? Yeah, of course. So um, people know me as Livestream Katia and that's how they, that's how they, uh, you know, that's how I'm on the all social media. Um, and uh, that's not how I actually started. I started my business two years ago and I had a completely different handle because at the time I wasn't a live stream strategist. Um, so two years ago, in fact, it will be two years anniversary in two days. Um, two years ago, I started a community of live streamers because I was really frustrated of the slow growth that I was experiencing. And I knew that the fastest way to grow was to bring a bunch of people together and just collaborate and share each other's stuff. Um, so we did that uh, for free for a while. Um, we created a daily show. We were running um, a daily show on Periscope at the time. And uh, a couple of weeks after, I had a nine-to-five job at the time, and I realized how overwhelming this was, this was for me. And I only had one choice, which was either to shut the, the community or to um, or to make money from it and continue to do it, and how? <laughs> thankfully, we decided to try to give it a shot, and I put a very low membership fee for the members, and that's how it turned into a business, something that it wasn't even intended to be a business. And uh, within a couple of months, we had uh, we had so many new members join and actually pay, which for me was the validation that I needed to know that people are willing to pay for this. And what happened was that within three months. I looked at my bank account and I was like, well, I'm making as much money from this that I make from banking. I should just quit banking. <laughs> um, and that's how it all started. It was literally, I just wanted to create something for myself to grow Yeah. because the, I know the collaboration is the best way to grow. And it turned into a business. Um, and originally I was just a community manager for a while and then it wasn't until many, many months later that the live stream Katia brand was born from the experience that I've gained building that business. Yeah, awesome, cool. And why did you decide live streaming? Like why did you go down that avenue rather than something else? Well, I didn't, I didn't really go into live streaming for business. I just did live streaming because that was what was really fun for me. Like the idea that I could just watch somebody else on the other side of the world in real time, that was fascinating to me as a concept. I was like, it wasn't nothing about money. It was nothing about, oh, I think live streams more profitable. I, I just thought live streaming was more engaging as a, something to consume. So instead of watching TV, instead of watching Netflix, instead of watching other stuff, I was watching Periscope. Mm, Back yeah. in 2015, Facebook Live didn't exist, so I couldn't watch it. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just fascinated by watching other people. And that's when I realized, you know what, I want to have my own little Periscope channel and have other people follow me. Um, 
So the idea of why I did it was I just found it really fun, Ellie. I just found it really fun, and I found it such an amazing way to connect with people around the world. I, I made some great friends that I still have to this day back in 2015 by doing that. So truly, the reason I started with Periscope and live streaming was because it was fun. It was yeah. not it was not intended to make a business. It just happened. Mm. It just turned out that it's such a good thing to build a business with. Yeah, yeah, totally. And if it's fun, then you're going to stick with it and continue doing it and make something profitable anyway because you enjoy it. Like it'll Exactly. Absolutely. If you were to, you know, I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a long time, etc. But the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, I just want to stick with it. I need I need a team of I need a team of five or six people to run everything around the podcast so that all I do is record in order to get it to make it happen. Uh, And until I do that, I wouldn't even start one because I just know I want to keep up with it. It's not Mm. the idea of recording and edit. It just doesn't sound fun for me. Um, Mm. And when you don't have a team in place hired, that is really good. It it just just doesn't feel right. But for the live streaming, I don't need a team for that. I have my equipment. I have everything I need for pre-recorded videos. I have my own uh, video editor here who does videography as well. So... Uh, that's super cool and that's all I need really yeah yeah awesome and you mentioned before about like you were watching Periscope instead of watching TV and things like that do you think that things are going to shift over the coming years or decades or who knows how long uh, away from TV and more into you know live streaming and YouTube and things like that I think they already have yeah. We're no longer at least at least our generation and the people younger they don't really watch TV. The only thing they watch is Netflix and YouTube and the um, you know social media. That's yeah. where they spend their time. Snapchat, Instagram, Periscope. Um, soon Facebook mentioned that Facebook actually has an option where you can put Facebook Live on TV. You have Apple TV and you can play Periscope on Apple TV. It's just yeah. that. I don't. I don't think. I don't think our generation and uh, the younger people care about. Um, I don't think they really care about the re- the rest of the stuff that used to be popular. And many of them probably don't even know. I don't know if you used to be a fan of uh, the Friends TV series, but I I almost can bet that a lot of the kids nowadays don't even have don't even have a clue about the Friends series. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. I I haven't watched TV in ages. The last time I turned mm. it on was to watch um, some of the Olympics, and that was it. Because that's I, it. Yeah, I hate ads. I just don't want to sit there and watch ads. <laughs> <laughs> commercials. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I totally agree with you, and uh, that I think that's why live streaming is just so amazing because TV. Most of the time, TV isn't live, and even when it is, it's mm-hmm. not really live. There's always production involved. I've mm-hmm. I've actually been I've actually um, been on live video sets, and I see how they do it. And there's a lot of stuff that they pre-record a lot earlier, and mm-hmm. they just play it on TV as if it's live, so that they can get everything else put together in the on the stage. So actually, yeah. it's not really live. Yeah. Yeah. True. And so do you think that's a big reason people like it because you, I guess there's no fakeness and you get to show up and be really authentic and genuine? 
that and the fact that they can engage with you and actually get an answer straight away because that is um the biggest reason people are on social media is instant gratification they want to get the like immediately they want to get a comment immediately they want to if they comment on somebody else they want to get a response immediately but with comments and writing it doesn't always happen because the two people have to be online at the same time to happen but when it's you go on somebody's live broadcast that happens instantaneous because they can see you because they are live themselves and that's what really makes it special the instant gratification is tenfold and much stronger than the then and social media in itself is a huge instant gratification issue huge instant gratification tool mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so what would you say, you know, a lot of my clients and, and people who um, who I talk to are so scared of doing live streams and then they finally get out of their way and they do one and they're like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, but I didn't feel that I was very good. Um, and obviously they're just going to keep doing it and they'll get better. But what would you say are the key, uh, I guess, the top few things for someone who's just starting out with live streaming? Well, here's the thing. If you're not scared, you're weird. (laughs) So if you're scared, that's actually a good thing. Let me tell you this. Um, People look at me now. Oh, she has over 40,000 fans. She's so confident on camera. She does all these six-figure launches. She's doing really well. Of course, it's easy for her. Like, that's what people see. Mm. Truth is, I actually was scared so much for so many years i i i should have had my youtube channel back in 2007 but it was the fear of judgment that kept not that kept me from doing it i literally was so scared of people calling me fat or people calling me ugly on camera anything like that i just wanted away from it and i did not i did not get on youtube for many years and then when periscope came I was watching for a long time without going live myself again because I was scared. And the only thing that saved me really, and this is a tip for everybody, the only thing that saved me was I started hanging around people who were live streaming and they forced me. They were like, come on, you're the, you're the only one here that isn't live streaming. You can do it. <laughs> and they, they put social pressure on me to actually do it. Yeah. So the first thing I would say to you if you're thinking of going live and struggling Number one is, are you hanging around people who are live streaming so that you are the odd one? If yeah. you are, if everybody around you thinks like, doesn't even know what live streaming is, what's your incentive to do something different? Like really yeah. not none. Uh, and that's my, that's probably my biggest tip is be surrounded by other people who do it so that they can, uh, so that they can socially pressure you. We do this in my, uh, we do this in my, uh, remember I told you the community I started two years ago, Perry 10 K that yeah. still exists. And I use this to this day with any new members who haven't live streamed. We do the whole, uh, we do the, on the show, we do the whole, come on, Melanie or, Jennifer or whoever and we're like come on guys you have to come on you have to come on and everybody just chips in and says you can do it you can do it and there's so much pressure that we put on them that then they go live they feel supported by everybody and then they love it yeah they totally love it and I think that's really the secret to doing it I really think that is it Uh, at least for me it was and then for everybody in my community it has worked for them too Um, and then the other thing is just practice because and be okay with not be not being perfect at the start because my first broadcasts were definitely not as 
articulate. I definitely didn't like you said to me that I looked bubbly. I wasn't bubbly on the first few broadcasts. I was quite, <laughs> I was quite robotic and like I didn't mm-hmm. know what to say. Yeah. So that's why I want everybody listening to know that number one, if you're not scared, you're weird. Number two, just surround yourself by people who are live streaming. Uh, you know, I have a Facebook group for that, for example, that you can always join, and then make sure that you are okay with not being the best from day one and make sure you're okay with practicing and getting better because that's the same with speaking. Do you do yeah. speaking gigs, Ellie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and every would you, would you say that every time you do the speaking engagement, you get better? Yeah, of course. And, you know, the thing is I thought – when I started speaking and, and I've done workshops and seminars for a while, but when I started, you know, getting bigger speaking gigs and things like that, I felt like, Oh, I've got to be professional or I've got to really, you know, rehearse everything I'm going to say, or it needs to be a certain way. And I realized, no, it's still just coming from the heart. And I know, I know my shit anyway. And so And I think people love that because there are a lot of people that are, you know, your professional speakers and it's all very scripted. And if you stand out and you're different from that, people, people really love it. And they see that you're authentic anyway. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But the key really is to practice and to get better and better and better. And believe me, even me after thousands of live streams that I've done myself, I still think that every time I do one, I get better. Because yeah. there's always something that you can do with your body language to improve. There's always something you can do with the camera eye contact that you can improve. There's always something with the content you can improve as well the, about how you deliver it. So, um, but overall, live streaming definitely has made me a better speaker too. And it has gotten me speaking gigs from, from it. Yeah, cool. Awesome. And so... With those speaking the gigs that you've got from it, like was that from people being on there and then, you know, um, connecting with you, sending you a personal message or whatever, and uh, they, I guess they loved your personality and they wanted to, uh, or the content that you were delivering as well and they reached out to you? Like how did that come about? Yep. So the, the, some of the ones that I can think about, uh, one of them was at one of the biggest social media conferences in the UK. Uh, the owner happened to be on Periscope and she was watching me for a long time and she really, really liked my energy. So she invited me to speak at her conference four or five times in a row. <clears throat> so I've been to almost every single one of her. She does these a couple of times a year in a couple of places in the country. And I've done a few of them. Yeah, uh, another example was another example was when I had somebody that re- reached out to me from Pennsylvania uh, mm-hmm. and they found my broadcast on Twitter because Periscope obviously is embedded in Twitter and he invited me to uh, go to uh, to go to his travel conference uh, mm-hmm. from for, that was from Twitter and um, I ended up doing the the speaking gig over um, over Skype because I couldn't I couldn't fly on the date that he invited me but he, he now says I want you on the next one um, and then I was, um, and then I've had people from Facebook that who are friends of mine who see me that I do Facebook live that have invited me to theirs. When I was in London, I used to go to all sorts of places because London just has so many events. Um, and it's just, it's just so much easier. Like 
people won't invite you to speak unless they know you're good and they can't know if, if you're good unless they see some kind of a sample and for me the live streaming is a big enough sample that people can see oh she's speaking off the cuff really well with no script i bet she'd yeah. be really good on stage too yeah yeah cool that's awesome and how's Periscope going these days? I was like, is it still around? <laughs> like, I was thinking that a while ago. Um, but yeah, is it is it still doing as well as it used to? How are you finding it? So I, I, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about Periscope because people don't use it and because they don't hear anything about it. Like, it's not in the news. I would say back in 2015, Periscope was in the news all the time. Yeah. All this new shiny app, this new shiny yeah. app. So people just felt like it was trending because all the media outlets were talking about it. Now, because the media outlets don't talk about it anymore, maybe, maybe, maybe they should uh, uh, bake their uh, PR strategy. <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Um, now that they just don't get that much publication and that much exposure, uh, it gives the impression that it's not doing anything, but I've never had this. I've never done more viewers than I have now. Um, mm -hmm. I have on Periscope just, I have like 23,000 followers and I get, I get sometimes on a broadcast and I can get 6,000 viewers in half an hour. Yeah. Um, and that is something I cannot do on Facebook. Um, you think because that's Facebook because do you think it's because it, you started a while ago though? Like if someone jumped on there now, do you think they'd still be able to have that kind of success or? Oh, absolutely not from day one. Of, of course they're not going to have that from day one, but oh, they can no, have no. that from, but they can have that on day 90. Yeah. You know, yeah. they can, they can have that on day 90, day, day 120. Of course they're not going to have 6,000 viewers on day one because I have 23,000 followers, remember? Yeah, but of course. The idea is, the idea of Periscope is that you can just grow following quicker than you can on Facebook. Mm. On Facebook, it took me, it's taken me two years to grow my page to, to almost 3,000 people. That's crazy. And I've spent a lot of money on ads as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't do like campaigns or anything, but I have put, uh, I have put an ad spend there. So it's not all organic. Yeah. And and it's still only at 3,000 people because I think Facebook is just really difficult for people to follow business pages. They just don't, yeah, there's, they don't have really incentives to wow on Periscope. Um, there is no on Periscope. There's no a million different things you can follow. You you just follow a person and that's it. And you if you want to watch their broadcast, you follow. If you don't, don't follow. Yeah, which is why you get so many viewers because people get another thing is people get notification anytime I go live. Twenty three thousand people get notified that I'm live. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, Facebook doesn't do that. If honestly. If Facebook would notify every single Facebook fan that I'm live, that would be a game changer. Yeah. That would be a game changer. But Facebook doesn't do that. Yeah. Facebook yeah. doesn't do that. And that's what's really annoying. Having said that, um, Facebook to me is easier to convert because on Facebook okay. people stay, uh, stay longer, right? Yeah. People stay okay. longer on Facebook because they're there all the time anyway. So yeah. they're like, oh, what's another 10 minutes on this video? Yeah. Okay. And so then, it's easier for me to convert there. Well, do you make your periscopes shorter then, or you just have people jumping on throughout? No, I just direct people to Facebook. I just use Periscope as a feeder. I just feed my Facebook with Periscope. Ah, uh, okay. So you're going live on both at the same time, or you get them to go over to Facebook? 
No, I get them to go over to my Facebook group or to download okay, yeah, my planner yeah. and then join my Facebook group, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. And yep. so what would you say, because obviously live streaming is a lot more popular now. There's a lot more people doing it. What would you say are the key things for people to stand out? The key things to stand out on social media in general with video is really to have something unique about you in terms of personality. That could be something, you know, it could be your energy, it could be your humor, it could be your, um, it could be the way you dress, it could be the way you look. There's got to be something different about you. Like, for example, you know, you, um, like when people see your picture sometimes with the pink hair, that stands out naturally. Right, mm -hmm. Ellie? Like, you don't even have to try to stand out. It just stands out because not yeah. everybody has pink hair. Um, so it really is about finding something to differentiate yourself. For example, um, for I think for me, people, people, uh, what, they, what they see different about me is that, number one, I say controversial stuff without caring what other people think. Mm. Number two... Uh, basically, I say the stuff everybody thinks, but nobody's afraid to say, and people love that. Uh, and then I also do it in a, a fun in a fun way. I don't actually take myself very seriously, so it's not a so it's not a boring. Here's the, the news kind of style. And then finally, it's the also I use a lot of props, a lot of fun props to just literally distract people um, yeah. and just make them continue to watch and keep their attention. And I yeah. think that's really what it is. It's just, um, it's just a combination of those three things that, and, and, and that's not, that's not my observation. That's what other people tell me. They tell me, this is why I watch you because you, you tell, you say everything that I'm thinking that I'm afraid to say out loud. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I just, had a, in their heads. I just had a thought as well. It's probably a bit inappropriate, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was watching a documentary and uh, it's like with the props, it's what the cam girls do, but you don't have to take your clothes off on the live stream. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's so true. Yeah. With the props and with the... They do it <laughs> and keep the guys, you know, paying them money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so how do you then turn that into so or i guess two things so how did you grow your following how did you go from you know zero to that over twenty thousand people following you two things i went live every single day for a long long time yeah. um when you start out to build a following from zero people don't take you seriously oh she only has a hundred followers oh well she's not that important oh she only has 200 followers she's not that important People mm -hmm. don't take you seriously when they when they see that there's not enough people listening to you because they think they think that oh she doesn't have enough people listening to her or him therefore they're not worth listening to because if they yeah. were so good they would have had more people listening yeah. and uh, your job really is to do it one step at a time going live and get one more follower and then the next day get one more follower and one more follower and one more follower it's literally just building human beings that want that that have seen you and then want to follow you and come back so going live does this because what happens is when you go live people share with their followers so they can introduce you to somebody else and that's how organically you grow your own presence yeah but then the other part is 
that most people don't do. A lot of people think is, oh, I'll just create content every single day and I won't do anything else. But the truth is the engaging part is, is even way more important. Once you go live, one of the things I used to do on Periscope was when I finish a broadcast, I would go back to the Periscope analytics and I would tweet every single person that watched my broadcast and I would thank them for being there. That sometimes means I'm tweeting 150 people, but I don't care. I'm tweeting every single person because I want them to come back. And I want them to know that it means a lot to me that they were there. Yeah, cool. You know, so it's those two things going live every single day and then appreciating every single person and connecting with them so that they can become a fan rather than just a viewer. You have to turn the viewers into fans. And the way you do that is by making them feel special, making them feel important and making them feel like you're talking to them and you're not just talking at them. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I think that's a really good point because I think sometimes, and, and myself up until recently, you know, when you're live, you're like, okay, I'm live. I'm engaging with them whilst I'm live. But then, you know, I've just started recently, you know, liking or loving on, on Facebook live um, and commenting back to people after the fact. Whereas before I, I wasn't, I would just go live and I'd, I'd leave it at that. Whereas if you go mm -hmm. onto the comments afterwards, it's or like what you just said, it's showing people that you care even if they're not on their live or um, if you've maybe missed their comment or something like that. It makes, it makes a difference when you do that. It really does because remember what we talked about, the instant gratification? Yeah. People expect that. And when they don't hear back from you, some of them won't judge you. Some of them will be like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter if she responds to them. But then others will be, I wish she responded to me. And yeah. then they, they just wouldn't come back. And what happens, you lose followers that yeah. way. Yeah. And some will think it outrightly and some will think it subconsciously and not realize, but then just not follow you anyway because of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So then what do you see as, you know, turning these followers then into actual leads or clients? Like what's, what's the biggest thing um, that you do with that? The biggest thing really that I've been doing that uh, makes the whole difference is you have to establish yourself as uh, an authority. You have to establish yourself as somebody that knows more than other people. It's not necessarily about, oh, I'm better than everybody else as a human being. But you do have to establish yourself as, yeah, I am better than everybody else who teaches live stream marketing. I am the best person for this. I know my stuff. I am credible. And it's about demonstrating that on a daily basis. One of the things that I feel like I am really good at is uh, to brag about stuff that is happening. And I do it in a way that I don't do it in a too arrogant way bad way. I don't do it in a way that puts others down. I do it in a way that I celebrate my wins. And of course, there's a few people that get triggered by that because they just feel that, oh, bragging is bad. But frankly, I don't really care how people feel about bragging. For me, bragging is just celebrating what you've really worked hard for, something you've deserved. Bragging is basically sharing what you earned based on what you deserved. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things, if I, can, if I can recommend 
something for you, for every single one of you listening is I want you to brag more about your wins. I want you to brag about that client that told you that, uh, you know, you changed their lives. I want you to brag about that email that you got by somebody that was a complete stranger and told you that you inspired them to do something. I want you to brag about every little detail that happens in your business and to just share it from a place of, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful this is happening to me. Not from yeah. a place of, look at me, I'm big, but from a place of, I'm so grateful this is happening. Yeah. Totally. Once you do that, once you do that, people start reaching out to you and say, I want to join your thing. I want to join your thing. The key to really converting is to not trying to convert them, but to trying to attract them into your programs and to just demonstrate to them how other people who have taken you up on the offer have actually succeeded. And when you do that, other people naturally want to join. And that's, I think, one of the biggest things that you can do. Um, I, ha I, have, I have a whole methodology to the attraction, but, you know, that could be, that itself could be like a two-day, uh, like a two-day seminar um, yeah. just delivering on conversion. Um, but that's pretty much like the, the high-level stuff. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So what's coming up for you for the rest of this year? Are you, yeah, what do you have going on? Uh, so one of the things that I've been really focused on lately is creating videos that have the potential to yeah. grow the audience exponentially, meaning that I would create uh, big, big videos that can get hundreds, 100,000, 200,000 views, yeah. something that everybody can resonate with, at least everybody in my target audience. Of course. No, everybody, everybody. Yeah. But the key for me has been to really create more content that resonates with entrepreneurs. And that's what I've been doing a lot. And then obviously I still have my Perry 10K membership. I reopened that a couple times a year. Uh, I have my programs that they sell pretty much all year long. And then um, I'm, I'm really, 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 really have to sit down and write a book. I'm telling you, I've, <laughs> I've not, like I really have to sit down and write a book about all of this that I teach, but I just haven't, I just haven't been serious enough about it to actually sit down and put it as a priority. And, um, uh, and, um, I'm going to do a few live video challenges with people. I really want to encourage people to just go live and actually test this and see for themselves how much of a difference it can make to their business and to their lives. And really, I just, I will just continue to spread the message. There's no new, I don't have any new, like, oh, I didn't expect that type of project because mm. I'm really, I'm really focused on what I do. And that's exactly what has really helped me to just focus on one thing and go big at it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and one last question. So I know you moved to Malta recently. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, what's prompted that move and um, have you noticed any difference in either your business or just your personal, I guess, happiness or anything like that since moving? Yeah, so I've always wanted to live in a hot country. I grew up in Bulgaria, which is a, it's kind of a four-season country. It's hot in the summer, but in the winter it's not. And I never lived on the beach when I was in Bulgaria. I always lived kind of in the Northwest, which is where the cities were. And I always dreamed to live on the beach from a very young age. Then when I moved to London, 
London, London, and you know, UK weather is just uh, incredibly bad. Yeah, way worse than way worse than uh, you know, at any close to my dreams of being on the beach. And I always used to think that I can only move to the beach when I, I don't know, retire or don't have a job or something like that. Mm. And I realized later, well, later last year when my business, my business went literally like it went from a baby to, uh, to a giant literally mm. in a couple of months. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I, I can move now. I don't <laughs> have to wait. And then, um, and then I don't need a job. I've, I've not needed a job since 2015, but I didn't actually think that I could move somewhere. First of all, I was only, I was always thinking that it was going to be so stressful. Oh, moving to another country, new currencies, new bank accounts, new everything. I just thought that's too overwhelming. But then yeah. I realized, look, I have enough money to make it happen. Uh, also, Malta is very UK prices. Like what I'm maybe slightly more expensive, probably slightly. So maybe I spend more here than I spend in the UK, but it's yeah. not a big difference. So yeah. because of that, it actually wasn't really hard to adjust to the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but on your question, what has changed since then is uh, my health has improved so much. Uh, in the UK, I put on a lot of weight when I was building my business. Um, I don't want to blame the weather uh, for it, but the weather makes me really lazy there in the UK. So I was really lazy. Yeah. And I didn't really, I didn't really go to the gym regularly and I would eat and I wouldn't necessarily eat the best because fruits and vegetables in the UK taste disgusting. <laughs> so I wouldn't eat any of that. And uh, when I came back here, I started eating much more plant-based foods and I hired a personal trainer and I, and I go to the gym a couple of times a week and I just feel better and look better. That's what's happened. And because I feel better, I have more energy and I'm able to create more. One of the things that I would say, maybe it's not, it's, uh, it's not a downfall, but it can sometimes, it can sometimes suck you in is I live in a very touristy place. Mm. So it's very tempting to just do touristy stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's very tempting. I'll oh, just go to the beach, just go to this, just go to this, just go to this. And, um, not that I can't, but sometimes if I have a deadline for something, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to get this done. And, um, that could be quite distracting a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I'm still adjusting to that. I have to say I'm still adjusting to that, but my personal happiness, a hundred percent better, a hundred percent better. And my business is just on a growing trajectory anyway. So, um, it's not gone down. It still continues to grow. Yeah. Um, but it's really the personal thing that really made a difference. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I feel like, you know, when you're in alignment, and for me, that's when I'm traveling, I'm in full alignment and feel fully fulfilled. And so I, I eat better. I, uh, I just naturally fit more exercise in. I'm mm-hmm. less stressed. Like it all ties together. So yeah. I think if someone's not, fully in alignment if they're gaining weight or uh you know in a relationship where they're not happy or things just feel like a struggle then they need to look at what that is whether it's moving or whatever it is and be in alignment with their their full goals and the lifestyle that they want to live that's so true you know uk wasn't really a place for me that 
UK was a place that attracted me because of money. It was like, that's where the money is. That's where, that's where you become successful. That's where you get a high paid job. That's why I went to study in the UK and to get a job there because I knew I could have a better off life in the UK than I could in Bulgaria. And yeah. I did money wise, but uh, in terms of my health, I truly feel that UK, UK was not good for my health. When I was in Bulgaria, I was really slim and thin and skinny. And then when I got to the UK, I've been yo-yoing for the last seven years like crazy. And it's just really difficult to eat a healthy diet there. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, I'm I'm moving to Europe next year, so it'll be good to Yay. catch up and meet you. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited about that. And it's been really great uh, sharing the things that you've shared. Uh, if people want to connect with you, um, how can they do that? And um, yeah, where's, where's the best places to connect with you? The best place to connect with me would be to uh, go to livevideoplanner.com, download my uh, free live video planner that helps you create uh, more content and for your live streams. And then uh, you can join my Facebook group from that because it would just it would just direct you there. Uh, and also on social media, I'm live stream Katia absolutely everywhere, which is L if you have a pen and paper, is L-I-V-E-S-T-R-E-A-M-K-A-T-Y-A. And I'm literally like that on everywhere. Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you're into, I'm there live stream Katia. Awesome. I'll grab some links anyway and pop that in here. If awesome. Wants. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And great chatting with you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.